Welcome to Connected Conversations. I'm really grateful that you're here and sharing your time. If you like the conversation that you hear, please like it and share. I'm Emma from Unique Phoenix. I'm a soul coach, energy healer, well-being guide and an unapologetic, curious soul. Connected Conversations is here to bring love, healing and connection to our everyday lives through open and authentic conversations. Every single conversation I'm privileged to interview women and men in our communities that are here being their authentic selves, sharing their unique talents with the world around them. I'm going to let them introduce themselves and then we can get to know them and what they offer much better. Hello, my name is Michelle Scott and I am a positive psychology practitioner, a holistic counsellor, strengths profile and um, facilitator and also a numerologist. So there's lots of other tools in my kit. Um, however, I feel that, uh, you know, those modalities that I'm formally accredited in give uh, give my clients, give, uh, give our audience um, uh, a really good idea of all of the uh, the knowledge, the skills, the experience I draw upon to help you learn how to become your own BFF, how to become your own best friend. And how we do that, you know, we start to answer those questions. Who am I? Why am I here? What is my purpose? Hey, and welcome to Connected Conversations. They are here to bring healing, love and connection to our everyday lives through open and authentic conversations. I am sharing time with Michelle Scott today, numerologist, positive psychology, well-being practitioner, radio show host, our wellness community founder and CEO. And I mean, amazingness. But I also have the honor of being connected with Michelle for around 10 years now. And to say that she is supportive of women's growth and business is massively underselling it. She's a powerhouse within women's entrepreneur and supporting women. So I really feel blessed to share some time with her today. Now, um, you know, fair, you know, to be really upfront and honest, Michelle and I could talk for hours. So we have absolutely <laughs> checked ourselves this morning while we're doing this so that we can bring it to you and bring you some really amazing information, but also who Michelle is, where she's come from, what she mm. does, which is phenomenal. So thank you so much for being here, Michelle. It's thank you. Connected conversations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, that's always, um, Yes, thank you, thank you for for having me in this session. Thank you for everything you just said, and I can't believe that uh, it was ten years ago. I'd have to, yeah. I was trying to wow. think, and I have to go back to when what age we my first children met. would have been, and it would I've have been twenty thirteen, twenty twelve school. So therefore, that's yes. you know, my son being fifteen yes. this year, I, I would have. It'd have to be like nearly ten years. It would be, wow. Yeah, that's and, crazy. You, know, I want to share with you guys, the first thing Michelle and I met, and we were kind of it was a spiritual yeah. group, and, and I turned around to her and we were doing some <laughs> sort of you know readings, and and I said to her, I, I the moment mm. I saw you and saw your eyes, I'm like, I know you, and I also know it's from a past life. So I don't know how yeah. many, I just I know you, <laughs> and we've we stayed definitely connected ever since. Definitely had that connection, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. And it's still proven now. Every time we get together, it's a day yeah. because we really can <laughs> talk for a long we time. But I do, can. I want to get into it and ask your background, where it all began, because, you know, numerology mm. and, and mm. you are phenomenal at what Thank you know. Thank you. And, you know, we're going to get to continuous learning. That's a little bit later. But to say you didn't just stop at numerology, like as in the basics. And I didn't start there either. So, t- okay, well, I yeah. don't know this then. I don't know. Yeah. So w- w- tell us about your yeah. background. Yeah. Please. So, uh, yeah, great question. Um, and, and no, that's absolutely not where I, where I started. So I always, uh, I always, I always hark back to, um, as per my intro just then, um, 
I always go back to my my initial drivers really were and what I and what I spent many many hours in my bedroom as a teenager pondering uh, is who am I why am I here what is my purpose honestly I yeah that was just uh, and I've said this in every you know every time I um, I'm interviewed um, I start off with that because it was so important in getting me going on the journey and you know what in all of the work I've done personally and then professionally and uh, and for all of the clients I've helped it's always the very first place to start uh, with them right and um, and 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 once you've uh, it's the very first place to start for inside outside happiness and it's the very first place to start for lasting happiness and I haven't met anybody I haven't met anybody who hasn't gone on that journey of self uh, self development, self awareness, self help, who um, who hasn't come out the other end better off for it, right? Mm. And and those who haven't done that, those who haven't done that, it doesn't matter how much they accumulate from the outside in, they're never happy. Mm-hmm. They they're never happy. There's always that level of dissatisfaction and 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 disease, right? Uh, they're ill at ease in the world, and eventually, you know. Um, so yeah, that's what got me going. And and what happened was it was it was the, it, it just it just grew and grew until it took me off on a journey that I never planned. Uh, really wasn't capable of at the time. You know, people people. <laughs> hang on, hang on. So yeah. what do you mean you weren't capable? I of wasn't even was capable because, and I was about to say that you know you know most people when they go traveling in their twenties, they've been dreaming about it for years. <laughs> yeah they've been thinking about it dreaming about it oh i can't wait and they save and they plan and everything is in the the right spot by the time they do it everybody knew they were going to do it me boom shakalaka that year i was 23 and that year i went to sydney with a girlfriend for a long weekend and that was the extent of my travel i was not outgoing i'm not the person i wasn't the person then that you see before you now i was i was much more shy introvert um comfortable in my own group probably like this in my very small group that i had a group of friends that i had at the time uh it was a shock to everyone <laughs> it was a shock to me it just came out of my mouth i uh i i had been in love with um i'd been in love with my i think he's my twin flame we've discovered now he's probably my twin flame i'd been in love with him since i was 14 we'd been on again off again finally came together again got engaged, bought the house, I got what I wanted. And then three years down the track, I didn't want it anymore. And honestly, um, we sold the house and the money was coming through and a friend said, what are you going to do? And I said, oh, I could go overseas. And as soon as I said it, I was like, where the hell did that come from? Who does that? I don't do that. I'm not that, <laughs> I'm not that kind of person. Well, changed my life honestly going overseas those questions started to be answered by all sorts of amazing people that came towards me books i found i ended up four months in india and nepal again completely unplanned didn't have any desire to go to india nepal hadn't thought about it didn't even was nowhere in my physical uh, realm but again uh, a friend that i've gotten to um you know become quite close to overseas she was a journal she was a bit of a hippie she was she was she was the outside uh, appearance of what i was like on the inside right i've never been a hippie in the way that i present physically yeah, yeah. but i've always been a hippie on the <laughs> inside in how i think and and mm. you know my attraction to all these uh spiritual um witchy holistic stuff and uh and she was going to india nepal and i thought it was great for her and then we were we had lunch uh one day and she said um oh i'm probably not going to go now and i said why and she said oh her friend had pulled out and i said so because i had taken off on my own right i met people at different sort of intervals but i left australia on my own again it was just wild because i again was just not this kind of person hadn't saved for it hadn't planned on it um and so when she said oh my friend's not going i, I didn't get it i was like well why can't you go she went oh no she wasn't that type she said oh no I'm, i can't go by myself and just like that i said well i'll come with you <laughs> <laughs> and again i was like had no money 
anyway again i don't know how i made that happen uh, obviously and see because i have those spiritual beliefs that soulful um you know that belief in uh, we've come to do what we've come to do we we are here to fulfill whatever we are here to fulfill and only and only you know what that is so i look back on all of that and just see divine intervention divine timing uh, divine interference because none of these things were you know of my own will and the four months in india and nepal took me to a completely different level and that's where um you know the spiritual really came in the magic of believing the the power of the mind stuff the law of attraction stuff and yoga and oh my god it was just uh tremendous so that's where it started and and really up until numerology i was doing i was learning anything and everything i loved astrology i loved chinese astrology i loved uh a dream analysis, Carl Jung, crystals, I mean, chakras, anything and everything. I went to the Australian uh, College of Metaphysical Studies. Oh, I found nice. them. Uh, I don't think they're there anymore, but I found no. them sort of my late 20s in, in Caulfield. Um, <clears throat> they were amazing. I learned lots of amazing things through them. And um, and then when I got to my mid-30s, that's when I found the Spiritual Institute of um, uh, the Visionary Spiritual Institute that was run by this, uh, you know, magnificent woman at the time. And um, and then it was like, oh, I could learn this stuff like in earnest. And that's where a friend of mine was already studying there and she babbled something about numerology. And again, like everything else that that turned out to really mean something for me. Uh, as soon as I heard it, I I knew. I was like, oh, what? What was that? By then I'd learned tarot, I'd learned all sorts of things. And all of them, I always say this, that um, all of these other modalities answered part of those questions were a little piece of the puzzle that made up the whole of who I was. That everything I found, you know, Dan Millman, Astrology for the Soul, all these things, uh, Richard Bark, you know, they all were, they all started to to put the pieces together but it was numerology. As soon as I heard that word, I was like, oh, what is that? And, uh, and, and she told me and she said, oh, my brother had died um, by that time. And, uh, and she said, oh, let's have a look at, uh, you know, I had two brothers and they were both sort of light and day. And uh, she said, let's have a look at their, their numbers because she was still studying. And so she did their numbers and then she told me through the numbers, you know, these particular things about them, I was hooked. It's like, oh my God, I love that. And then I actually went off and studied that because the, the, the internet was just sort of, you know, you could go on the internet and just and just search for info. Mm. And I actually self-taught. I've, I've mostly been a self-taught person. Yeah. It's only in the last sort of decade that I've started to become formally kind of, uh, um, you know, do, do these formal sort of, courses and, and uh yeah so that's what i did uh, i actually for the first uh three or four months i researched it i found everything i could on it and i started running courses but then i also started studying it at uh, a visionary and then i became a teacher and um here we are i love it because you know for many of us and i'll absolutely like say to myself sometimes the universe has to give me you know like a really good push you know, yeah. I need not just, you know, they might give me gentle reminders, but then if I'm not listening, it'll be a few times that I'll, you know, like, hey, but you know, what I really heard clearly in there is that when something struck you, you didn't yeah. need a whole bunch yeah. of reminders. Yeah. You're like, off I go. I know. And I've always yeah. been, uh, yeah. And, 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 and that's because I had, I just, I just absolutely have that fundamental belief, not to say that it hasn't been shaken um you know certainly my faith uh was 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 shook up actually my brother died i was glad i'd found that faith because it really got me through my spiritual foundation but when mum died we lost mum in 2006 that really shook my faith because i didn't didn't believe that that was going to happen i believed that it was a lesson for her i had all sorts of um so yeah not to say that my faith hasn't been uh, hasn't been tested but 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 fundamentally that journey that that journey that began when i went overseas was just uh was just uh the foundation upon which the rest of my life has been built and and that's why uh, maybe in love maybe in relationships maybe in love i don't always maybe I'll, i need to get uh, shoved a little in love <laughs> 
but wow. but yeah when it comes to all those other things i've always just heard it i've heard it and i've loved it i've seen it i've loved it and i've, I've just i have been great at following those dots but maybe love we all have something oh absolutely but i do love that you follow it like i said for me mm. sometimes i've you know I've needed a, a few little pushes <laughs> and you know, because um, you really, what you're talking about is when you have those shakes of faith, it's when your ego steps in and mm. says, hang on a minute, let me have a comment. Let me weigh in on this. And yeah. when it weighs yeah. in too much, mm. it really does rock that little foundation because it's so, yeah. you know, most of the time ego is in op opposition to soul. So mm. Mm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, the fear shiny thing over there i'm gonna go follow it and yeah. he goes like no don't do it <laughs> yes because yes, it wants to keep us safe oh wants yeah to keep and us keeping us safe stuck. keeps us the same exactly and keeps us stuck yeah but it's interesting yeah i mean and we'll get yeah we will because I, I want to understand your business progression then because mm. in numerology but you've grown some other pretty amazing stuff around that yes so, so and, and look, you know, it's worth also saying, and this is what I love to share with, uh, I love to share with uh, any and all, you know, when, when they're listening to us, when they're, when they're watching us, I love to share this, that um, this was actually my hobby. This was my passion. This was my personal development for the longest time. Mm. I did not. And this is why, you know, yes, some, some, some people do get into these things and think, oh, I'm going to, you know, they're just going to go from zero to 10. It's a journey. You know, everything's a journey and everything worth having builds one brick at a time. And for me, this was not, this was, the, yeah, this was, this was me curious about me, curious about life. Why am I here? What is it about? What am I here to do? I mean, I just felt there had to be, I didn't know what it was. I had no idea, but I knew that there was more. I knew that there was more. And all I knew was that I was on the journey to keep following the dots until and uh, but meanwhile, as my personal development, self-development was um, rocking along, I was actually I started working. So my working life and this is the thing about our entire life. It's not it's not uh, my business is made up of everything I've ever done. Um, you know, it's not just spiritual wellness and, and, and you know, psychological well-being. Everything I've ever done comes into every session, every conversation. And I actually started as a Coles checkout chick. So I hated school, um, felt I wasn't good at it because only because in hindsight, they just weren't teaching the topics that I was interested in. And I, I didn't know that at the time, but I left after um, I kind of went from shy, introvert, introvert, never saying anything uh to standing up for myself and then and then always with that uh you know when you go from one to the other you're usually going to swing to the other side of the pendulum so i kind of went from being really shy and bullied to maybe becoming a little bit of a bully and and quite rebellious and and then that kind of came to a head because the other thing that i've always had uh, uh going for me in my life is the right people in the at the right time, the right people at the right time intervening so that I got deterred. I got deterred from paths I would have gone down, bad paths, yeah. and they put me right back on track, right? Yeah. And it might have upset me and it might have hurt me at the time. And then later I've gone, darn it, that was the very best thing. That person on a soul level, like that soul buddy got me back on the straight and narrow. So I actually became quite rebellious and I would have gotten into a lot of trouble. I could have gone down a completely different path. But the guy I was seeing who was, you know, a little bit rough, he broke up with me. And he said that he broke up with me. He said to somebody else, I was devastated. I was so in love with him. And he, he said to someone else that uh, he broke up with Michelle because she was a good girl when I started going out with her and she's uh, changing. She's becoming one of us. Oh. Right. And so then uh, he dumped me. So I, I, I didn't have that life anymore. And I was at home and, uh, but, but I was bold enough by then to say to mum and dad, I'm not going back to school. Um, they said, fine, you have to get a job. And uh, so I got a job as a Coles checkout chick. And those three months were, 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 I met amazing people. There were lots of beautiful lessons in that uh, um, experience that I would draw upon years later. And, um, but what I got to learn in that three months was this is not where I want to be for the rest of my life. 
And so I was lucky enough too to have a father who could afford to send me back in those days secretarial school. So off I went to secretarial school, became qualified, uh, did a business course, became qualified to work in an office because you had to be qualified back then, uh, not now. Uh, and then I became a junior clerk. So running alongside my self-development was Michelle going from Coles checkout chick to, because once I started working, I found, I found what I was good at. I had a great work ethic. I had an ability to learn really quickly. I uh, was a really good organizer. I, I loved working. I really loved it. And they loved me loving it because I helped them. Yeah. I helped all these people and they were, and they loved me. And so I really started to grow in this confidence I'd never had before because I was appreciated and I, um, you know, but I was also curious and I had to be challenged. So after a couple of years, um, I went from junior clerk to computer operator, computers were just starting, to PA, to office manager, um, and then learning lessons all the while. All the while in the corporate space, I was learning lessons. I wasn't a great communicator. I wasn't a great conflict uh, resolution person. I had shit communication skills, quite frankly. I couldn't articulate. <laughs> it's uh, hard to imagine that now. I know. I was can so I, Can so I just shit. ask yeah. you in that? Because you know like i can totally appreciate that and you know speaking to lots of entrepreneurs you know yeah. it's almost like if you have a viewpoint a lens that you've failed in the, that yes. stuff. but doing what you do now because this is probably like the longest standing career that you've had could you have done it without no it was all the steps I needed to be able to do what I'm doing now. And that's what I'm always passionate about uh, uh, saying to people, that it's it's such a step-by-step. -step. I could never do it. I could never be on the radio. 25-year-old Michelle, forget about it. Maybe even 30-year-old. In fact, I started spruiking when I was, I went from office then to someone, again, right? A friend said to me, she had this new job and I said, oh, what is it? And she said, blah, blah. And she goes, I work from five to nine or five to 10. And by that stage, I was like, that, that struck me. And I was like, oh, can you, can you do work outside of nine to five? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, but this, this da, da, da. I was like, well, I want that. How can I do that? I don't want to be stuck on nine to five anymore. So I was late twenties by this stage. Well, the only jobs going that were outside ordinary office hours were telemarketing and sales. And guess what Michelle needed to learn next? Cause she hated selling. <laughs> so I just went hours, love the hours. Cause then I could just play all day. Right. And uh, so I got a job as a telemarketer. Telemarketing grew into customer sales and then grew into customer service, then grew into becoming a team leader. And as a team leader, that's what I'd loved all along. Anyway, of course, the counseling, the supporting others, the helping others. And that was the best part of being a team leader at Telstra. I loved helping the team with where are you now? Where do you want to be? Oh, I know how you can get here. And I just kept picking up all of those, those tools, right? The, uh, you know, the, and, and yeah, and then I started spruiking as well. I started uh, spruiking in shopping centers. My, and again, you're going to love this, Emma. And again, this was a friend of mine out of the blue this was a friend of mine uh, and she rang up and said oh lois her mother-in-law had a had a promotions business and uh, they would set up a kitchen in a shopping center and they would cook easy meals nothing i'd be a chef and they would spruik and she goes oh can you you know lois is looking for a hand can you come and give her give us a hand i thought oh yeah that'd be fun something different right get there and, and both of us go to Lois, we're not doing that. And she was like, oh no, you don't have to spruik. Like I'll do that. You just cook. And she had easy recipes. It was fun. I was having a laugh with my girlfriend. Then suddenly Lois did this. So none of every, none of where I'm at was designed. She just suddenly went, oh, hey, she, I turned around. She goes, here you go. And she just stuck the microphone in my face. <laughs> and what's a girl to do? Yeah. I mean, I'm just not, I'm just not one to cop face. out. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm just not one to, I just always, I just always I had that thing. To talk about. Yeah. <laughs> and so she goes, don't worry about it. She goes, don't worry. It's, it's down low. No one can hear you. But I'd already been listening to her somehow picking it up. And anyway, so, so I started talking and, and that's how, of course, then once I started talking, you couldn't get the two of us off that bloody microphone. <laughs> 
I'm shocked to hear that, Michelle. <laughs> I know, right? I but that's it. it actually went from that to uh, so every single piece I picked up, every single piece of, of of me that I discovered along the way that I grew um, through all of those experiences became, you know, the fuel that that helped me to do everything I've done, honestly. I, I look, I've always really um, been inspired by that attitude from you because it's never, you never view it as a, a waste of time or no, no, it's, you know, there's some kind of learning that you, and it's possibly why we get along so well, because I'm yeah. very much like, what can I yeah. take from this? Because yes. if I've experienced it, there is something that I can take. And if it's only don't fucking do that again, <laughs> exactly. Too, you know, like, I'll take that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what can you exactly, do exactly exactly yeah. so then you how many years because what you what this is how we became a lot more connected yes was through our wellness community which is so i actually don't yes. fully understand how that all came about because i just was like yep. here i am part Yay. Of um yes like, yep. i've arrived <laughs> So I actually want to understand. So you've yes. got all of that beautiful learning and progression. You've got your business yeah. basics like to run. Exactly. So, and, and so, so what happened uh, then, and by the time I got to studying it earnestly and, and, and that beautiful school in Lang Warren, I'll, I'll always thank Mel for that opportunity. Up until then, it was just my hobby, but I studied with Mel and then Mel invited me to teach. And that's how I became a teacher then. I'd always been, I'd had that progressive teaching journey in the corporate field, but that's how I became a teacher in the spiritual. And initially it was teaching. I loved teaching. But when it came to one-on-one, Em, you probably wouldn't believe it. I didn't like that. I didn't want to do numerology readings, right? I didn't want to do that. I was happy to teach. I was happy to, um, so then I went from teaching uh, then to, then it was a journey to get to one-on-one -on -one coaching, mm. right? And then it was a journey to get to speaking on the stage uh, and each step of the way, I have to, again, I have to say, I did not, it was not a goal. I didn't sit down and say, oh, I want to be a teacher. Oh, I want to, I, I never, ever did that. I just, but my friend, how I got into that was my friend said she was teaching. And then I was like, oh, well, if you're teaching, I should be teaching too, because I've always loved this stuff just like you. So how can I do that was my thing. How can I do that too? And then with the wellness community, every single experience has always elevated me to something more and this is why i really it uh it rubs me up the wrong way when 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 i hear guys mostly guys mostly my <laughs> lovers but that's a whole other topic say oh you know well this is who i am i'm not going to change well that's okay but as you said before failure fail to change well then expect to stay the same because yeah. for me everything good great and wonderful that came next for me absolutely came as the result of me having changed transformed having grown somehow i am not the same person even five days ago probably um so how the wellness community came about was the exact same uh, uh, exact same um what's that word catalyst like everything else in my life so i had um i had been building I was Michelle Scott, um, so I went from teaching to one-on-one, -on -one, then, I, then I became Michelle Scott numerologist. Mm. And by the time I became Michelle Scott numerologist, I really had three passions at that time, to be honest. I was equally passionate about, um, um, let's call it hand analysis, palm reading. I, love, I loved hand analysis and I also loved dream analysis. But um, at, in 2010, I knew that I, in order to become a specialist in something, I had to pick one. Like I had lots of tools in the kit, lots of lots of interests that harks back to my hidden passion, five in numerology. And that's when I picked numerology. And I'm so glad I did because then I really went down. When you really narrow your focus and, and go and and go down into something, you go so much deeper. And this is how I became, I guess, the numerologist that you see before you, because I probably wasn't um prior to that i had some knowledge of this and this and that but that's when i went down the numerology and then that led to speaking that led to be then at the same time i also found this beautiful big goddess group through luann uh, and that led to all these amazing women that i started to attract and and we were all doing our thing and loving each other uh, doing 
that thing. And then I started to speak on stage. I was invited first to speak at Luann's gathering and then uh, others invited me to their gatherings because of that. So everything was just incremental, you know, one step leading to the next step. And then, then finally, um, then I got to, um, after the, the speaking, I started speaking in small groups. Then I, then I got to speaking on the big stage at one of Luann's events that was in front of 130 people. And that was amazing. So that took me into a, another different realm. And then I started, then I was bold enough and, 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 uh, confident enough to start, uh, I was always creating my own courses, but just running them in my own space. But then I started approaching yoga centers and then I started um, you know, running my courses through there, through other people's centers. I started talking to people and, and, and really opening up my mouth about who I am and, and what I do and how I can uh, help you and help your business and, and, and be in this space. I was actually always, always our wellness community because even before I, be, I became um, a teacher in the field, that friend I've been talking about, they were already doing things and I started marketing them because I was good at that. They were both doing tarot and I said, well, how about we create tarot parties? And I booked several events for them. And, uh, oh, I'm just remembering that. And I booked several events for them and they were, you know, the practitioners and I was, I was the agent. Uh, and then there was a little uh, bit of disgruntled. And when that disgruntled happened and uh, I got put in a position of feeling as if I had done something wrong, yeah. when in actual fact, all I wanted to do was help them, then then actually that was the catalyst. I went, you know what? I can do what you're doing. I can do what you're doing and I'll do it for me. So I was actually, when I looked back, but before the wellness community, when I looked back at my experience, I thought, you know, I was always trying to market others, help others, promote others. The wellness community was just the biggest incarnation of that to date. So what happened with the wellness community was I came back after three years traveling with Kim. We came back here and uh, through a friend of a friend, um, this person was opening up their um, wellness center and they approached me to come and manage it for them. And as Michelle does, I honestly am, I am always which has been to my detriment. Money's never been the motivator, um, often to my detriment. But at the same time, it's always been about, I just go where, I just go to whom energizes me and what energizes me. And this and this stuff has always energized me. So if someone, so so I basically went to, to help this wellness center get off the ground. I wasn't being paid for any of it. I poured all of my heart and soul into it as I pour into everything and anything yeah. I do. And uh, that went for about three months. And, and by then, you know, I'd had, I'd been, I'd been burnt a, a number of times before then. So at some point, Michelle uh, did go, oh, I probably should, should have a contract. I probably should. Uh, then I started to talk to them about that. Um, so we were in the midst of kind of getting that going because everything I'd already done, I wasn't being paid for. And I was in the midst of organizing for, for them at the wellness center, this big, um, beautiful day. Do you know what? That's when Remember we that? caught up. Yeah, that's about the time that we caught up and we had a coffee together. Right, about that. Telling uh, me about this event and I yes. understood the background and what was happening. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, yeah, and so so that's what I was organising. But yeah. as I said, I was wasn't being paid for any of this. Yes. And then uh, at some point, what happened was another, but see, that's the universe. The universe didn't want me going down that path. So the universe always intervenes at the right time to go, boom. Right. And so what happened was we had a little bit of disgruntled in that situation. And, it, and, and what happened was I kind of went, okay, uh, well, that's not for me then. And then, but see, if I hadn't gone down that path, then I wouldn't have realized that I had the network I had. Actually, I had never thought about running events because I wouldn't have thought I would have liked it. Uh, it was a lot of work. But, you know, in organizing and bringing all of that together, people and tools and, and all of that stuff that it takes to create an event, I loved it. Yeah. I was really enjoying it, really enjoying it. So what happened was, although that didn't work out, I realized that I already had what it took to do it myself. And that's how it became. And then I, I brought all of those things together, together, but see in the past, I mean, I ran a retreat too with, uh, I, I used to run wellbeing days with uh, Wendy and, and uh, Karina. Uh, it was my idea that got that started. 
uh, I brought Karina and and Wendy together because I used to train with um I used to train with Wendy and Karina was my 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 naturopath guru. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And, uh, and so I was talking to Wendy one day, I said, you know what, the, between the three of us, we could have these well-being days because I've got the mindset stuff and the meditation. Wendy's the yoga chick and uh, even though we all kind of interrelate, right? But And Karina's got all the beautiful knowledge and Karina will tell you that that's when she started uh, public speaking. It, her first ever get up and speak was was at the one of the well, well-being days. And the Sacred Goddess Retreat, I um, Margie was already running her own little thing and she invited me to come into that space and i thought she meant as a partner but she actually meant like come and speak but i ah. thought she meant let's organize it together so there was this misunderstanding but it actually led to me bringing karina in and the three of us ran it together and then i brought andy in the yoga teacher and and i got another chick in who did this and i got the other chick in that did the music erica did the music um so when I looked back on it, I'd always been doing this. I'd always been bringing, because I absolutely fundamentally believe that together everyone achieves more, 100%. that we can absolutely all grow, but we have to grow together. Yeah. We can't do it on our own, not in this business anyway. You, you know, you might, I've seen, I've seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of us. And I tell you, no one's getting there on their own. It's just not possible. And then when I looked around at, lots of other stories you you if you hear any story about the rolling stones or queen or uh, any band any group any any comedians they travel in a pack actors travel in a pack they all create a network so you know comedians when one makes a movie they get all their buddies to come and play all the different parts right? oh yeah and that scene throughout it and yeah i would have gone to one of those events i'm pretty sure yeah yeah right so that's how and so so when it came to the wellness but but what had never happened in the past emma was that i always i always was the facilitator um and, and to be honest in 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 small parts i would constantly kind of have some kind of disappointment about it so the wellness community community became finally i got what the universe was trying to tell me and the direction they were leading me in and karina had always said that you need to be at the helm yes you need to be at the helm right and then that's that's how it finally because i never had the confidence before that so by the time i got the wellness community it was it was absolutely coming fully into i'd always been the reluctant uh, and someone said this to me at that australian college of metaphysics raymond had said to me the he called me the reluctant messiah and I was only in my twenties then. I was like, "What are you talking about?" He said, "You know, you should because we we would chat." Raymond was the uh, massage therapist. He called himself Meta Massage because uh, he, you know, yeah, he must have been Reiki. He must have been doing all that sort of stuff yeah. as well, right? And he said, "Michelle, you need to you, you need to talk about you need to talk about all the stuff." And I was like, "I'm not doing that. I'm a team leader at Telstra. What are you <laughs> What are you talking about?" And look at me. Look at me now. If he if he saw me now, so. Um, Yes, yeah, so so I, I was always like that, Emma. I always I, I I love one I loved one on one, and I love teaching. But you know the events I I could get up there and do it, but I always had that little bit of uh, I just always had this reluctance. There was always a little bit of resistance. And what happened with the wellness community after that uh, disappointing experience? I just really within me, I just absolutely stood up to the plate and I finally went, I'm getting goosebumps now. I finally said to myself, this is it. It's over. That reluctance is over. Like get the fuck over it. This is what I've always wanted to do. This is what I've always done willingly or unwillingly. And it's time to accept the responsibility and to step up and stop fluffing around. Oh, just do it. No, I, I just, I think there's a couple of things I would like yeah. to sort of highlight there. One is, I love the progression and I love yeah. how you shared it so beautifully and also the flaws involved in that, you know, having yeah. to build confidence because, yeah. you know, any entrepreneur that I know or yeah. feel or, you know, in any kind of space, um, when you go out and work on your own, there is a different kind of confidence that is yeah. required than if yeah. you're working for somebody else because you've got the backing of a business. Definitely. You've got to back yourself. So, yes. but I love that when you said, 
you know, you're stepping into the responsibility of it. Like, yes. boom. Because when you do, when you go, I'm actually going to own this shit. Like, this is own it. what I want to do. Yes. I'm going to be fully responsible for it all. Absolutely changes mm. everything. Changed everything. And you know what? It was instant too. The minute I went, that's it. I'm doing it. This is what I'm doing, how I'm doing. And I never, ever stressed and strained. Like we're going through a little bit. I'm going through a little bit of a back, you know, I've taken a little bit of a step back at the moment because it isn't clear. Um, but from that moment up until the end of last year, like I just never stressed or strained about any of it. Like everything fell into place uh, and I just really followed the dots. You know, the, the people just appeared when they needed to be there. The ideas just flowed. I never... Uh, it just all came. It was just a beautiful, and if I hadn't, um, and, and then it just grew. It just grew so quickly and so beautifully, and we attracted so many beautiful, uh, beautiful people. Um, and it just feels, it just filled me, it fills me right up. Like even yesterday, Karina and I talking on the radio, we both go, at the end of it, we go, oh, now I just want to go out and talk. I just want to go out and share all this stuff <laughs> with everybody because it's so, it's so energizing. Yep. So energizing, but yes, when you when you get back to the progression of it, um, again, I'm so passionate about that. I'm so passionate about how we look at where people are, and 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 we want what they have now, without understanding all the steps they took before. Uh, because when you understand the steps that uh, people take take before they get, even if it's a, a negative thing, you know. Um, even if it's a negative thing, if we can actually, because I love true crime, right? I've always been so <laughs> attracted to the psychological uh, workings of myself and others. And no one gets to either a positive moment or a negative moment uh, just like that. Like there's such a story. And if we can appreciate that. So, you know, when I look at Oprah, I can admire her, but I don't, I don't, uh, I, there's no competitiveness or comparison if you understand that that's not who that person, uh, that, that's the person today. They were not that person before. So if I want to be Oprah, well, what steps did she take to become who she is? Because if that's what I want to become, then if I put in place the steps that, uh, the steps she's already taken, then I'm going to become the Oprah of my little world. And, and that's what happened. Um, you know, but instead we do, we, we look at where people have where people are, envy what they have, which builds resentment and then, um, you know, really uh, doesn't make us feel good about ourselves. And the minute you're not feeling good about yourself, um, it's demotivating, it's uninspiring, and you're absolutely not going to get out of bed. You're not going to no. get out of bed with uh, with, a, with an attitude and, and, and a being like that. So, uh, yeah, yeah, everything, everything builds that, one think, step at a time. Yeah, and I think that's really important when people, you know, when you're – looking at those around you, it's really yes. easy in the world yes. that we live in. It's absolutely bad, you know, banged into us to compare, to compete, to, yes. you know, and yes. where it, you know, like <clears throat> it's you and me rather than actually it's us. Yeah. It's me and you, not you or I, you know, like it's yes. like we're together on this. Um, but both of us and I, and so we fully understand yes. that that's, you know, I need that. Um, yeah. But, uh, I do love that because it is important for people to understand anyone in business who's, you know, wanting to create something, it's going to come in steps and it might feel like a back step, a side step. That's right. Um, like what the fuck am I doing step? Um, but yes. at, at every part of it, when you can look back, I think that's the most beautiful part. Yeah. You can look back and go, oh my God, like I did that's that because I of this. I'm often doing paperwork stuff and I think, man, yeah. with that those office jobs and running my own little business previously yes i don't know that i'd have actually the concentration exactly. to do this exactly <laughs> the, will, the will to get through it at times mm. <laughs> absolutely let's, let's face it you know there's parts of owning your own business that you're like yeah. oh my god <clears throat> exactly yes so i want to know how do you then because it is a lot how do you keep focused on your vision mm. And that's a journey. That's that's a real journey. Um, you know, I think once I once I committed to uh, the spiritual wellness stuff, it's still a journey though. It's absolutely still a journey. Uh, but once I committed to, uh, okay, this is 
this is what energizes me this is this is uh a calling actually i love this i'll just explain this a little bit too this is because again so many mentors along the way so many fabulous books along the way so many amazing experiences that all have um you know given me the mindset and and the being that i have today so elizabeth gilbert i loved this when i learned this about uh, elizabeth gilbert I did a, a, a little short course of hers and she had um, she had a, a, a reader write in and say, um, a reader write in and say uh, he was in IT, he went to university, he's got a degree in IT, he's in an IT job, he earns lots and lots of money, um, but it's not his passion. You know, he wants to be a writer, he's a creative and he wants to write. But the thing is that he's in America, he's, he's high up and the money that he earns goes towards um helping his family <clears throat> who are back in india right so he has that responsibility of of looking after his family and so he says to her you know how can i do what you do you know how can i be in my my craft and not to feel bad about not taking care of uh you know uh, a family and her answer was for me <laughs> her answer was for me it was beautiful she said look she said there's four things right there's four things there's job there's hobby there's hobby there's job there's career and there's vocation right she said now hobby she said uh, a hobby is nice it's nice to have a hobby uh, but we don't all need to have a hobby but it's nice to have a hobby she said uh, job everybody needs a job right everybody needs a job she said uh when I was in my 20s, she said, uh, I wanted to be an independent, grown-up person. I had a car and I had things I needed and wanted, so I worked three jobs, right? Everybody needs to have a job because you need to have money in order to survive in the world. She said, career. Not everybody needs to have a career, but if you have a career, then it better be doing something that you absolutely love. Mm. Because a career is going to ask more of you than nine to five. That's going to be where all of your energy goes right outside of your personal life she said but when you have a job you start at nine you finish at five you start at ten you finish at three right so then all the time after that you can spend on your vocation if you have one right now she said my vocation was writing and she said and i'll tell you i was writing long before they paid me to write I was writing long before I became famous for writing. And she said, and when people are no longer reading my books, I will still be writing because it's a calling, right? And she said, and if you, uh, if you can't earn the money that you need through the vocation, you get a job and you just do the job that doesn't take much out of you. And then every minute after and over and beyond that, you're spending on your vocation. She said, I was lucky. I was lucky that my vocation, what I love to do became eat pray love right to, and, and and people and she's an author and she's published and she's and she's rich and um and then when i heard that i was like thank you thank you because i haven't always been able to work full time hmm. um i haven't been able to always earn a full-time income from the shit i love hmm. i was a single mother you know at the time that uh, i was building all of this personally developing professionally developing and also developing spiritually uh, in my wellness journey i was living a life you know i was a single mother i bought my house there were so many things i achieved as a single woman uh that is to be applauded and and to be very proud of but in order to do that i've had to build everything around that and build it slowly and build it where i could but that's why it's a vocation because i did it long before i was even getting paid for it um and i've done it when i haven't been paid for it and i'll keep doing it like i said to my son even if uh, the wellness community never makes any money uh from here on in i'll always do what i do for no other reason than i'm absolutely compelled i am compelled so how do i keep the vision it's just in me yeah <laughs> it's in every fiber of my being i have so i have actually so often won wanted and wondered why i couldn't be satisfied michelle why can't you just be really proud of uh, I was the eldest of three children. I took, I was a mother to my, my brothers growing up. I'm Gen yeah. X. So we came from South Africa. I was 10 years old and mum and dad had to work. And so they were gone from six in the morning until six at night. So I was, my brothers will tell you, 
She was bloody freaking our mother and they didn't always like uh, uh, the way I mothered them. You know, so from, and, and that's, again, when you I come mean, to really, do. sister mother, let's be clear. Sister mother. Yeah. When you come to do what you come to do, and I only recognize that in hindsight, then you're doing it from the get-go. That is already your purpose. So from the moment my second, my brother was born, uh, I was I was the leader. I was already the leader because I was the eldest. I was already taking care of people because I was the eldest. And so mum and dad had to work. So I was cooking and cleaning and doing all those things, um, right? I was already being prepared. This is what the soul came to do. We're not here to do those big things. Those big things are great. But along the way, I learned responsibility in family. Along the way, I learned a sense of duty. Along the way, I learned commitment and work ethic and how it's not all about me all the time. Sometimes you do have to do things you don't want to do, but they're the right thing to do. And if I didn't do them, you don't have to do them, but I know me. And if I didn't do them, I'd feel bad about not doing them. I would feel shamed. That would affect my confidence and I wouldn't be proud of myself. And then that would just take me down a, a spiral you know, that I'm not prepared to go down. So, um, so along the way, you just pick up all of these, all of these different things. And, um, I could be proud of that when mum died, you know, when my brother died and all of the things that I did for the family, I'm the one that steps in and, and does all these things because I can, and because it's in me to do it. So it's the same with the spiritual stuff. I'm like, Michelle, why can't you just be satisfied that you actually take good care of your family? You, you're a good employee. You're a good mum. Why can't you just just be happy already and you know i just and i am happy with all of that there's no no issue uh but i literally go to bed and i, I watch things see things and and i'm like oh that's a oh the ideas are always flowing and i'm always about oh that'd be really good to share over there oh um but i've also realized in my 50s emma's emma it's really it's it's really quite terrific because i have realized in my 50s that every that every brick that laid this foundation in spiritual wellness for me, the person I'm helping the most mm. at this point in time is me, yeah. is me. Everything I ever learned is helping me because I've really found this has been the most challenging for me. So I go back to Elizabeth Gilbert that this is my vocation. I'll do it anyway. Um, you know, I still have a part-time job to, uh, uh, you know, just to, to supplement uh, my income. I would love it when uh, it gets to the stage that I can be, I've been full-time, part-time, um, you know, anytime. Uh, so, you know, I'm working on, I'm working on that uh, at the moment. So when it comes to the vision, yeah, it's always there, but when it's not there, I just wait. Ooh. Mm, I just wait. I so I've been, I've been waiting. Because, yeah. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there that talks about the grind, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Um, doing something every single day. And it's probably something that I've yeah. learned only recently is that for my life to work, I actually don't need to be any different, you know, for my, for my wants yeah. and desires to, to come into my life and yeah. to be in my life. Um, for me to ask, I don't actually need to do anything differently. I need to, I need to be a better person. I don't need to, no. I just need to ask and then yeah. go out. Wait. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's, I think the tricky part is, which you seem to have mastered in that statement by saying, mm. and then I just wait. And mm. I think, wow. I mean, for a lot of people out there, that's actually, I don't know, it dropped into me because that's something I've only really learned recently. Yeah. And I'm still, yeah. my ego is still, you know, like a little bit of fuckery going on there <laughs> every now and again, like just has a bit of a laugh at me, like while I'm being totally patient. A little bit of fuckery. And then it goes, <laughs> Um, so I do love that because I think that's, you know, like when people are talking about having some kind yeah. of vision in their life, whether mm. it's work or play or whatever it yeah. is, relationship, there is a level of patience. Yeah. You can't put a timer on no. and go, and I'll have no. that at three o'clock. Yes. And that's what I also feel about the current climate that we want it, uh, we want more than we've earned. We want to get there quicker than it realistically takes, and we want it now. We want it now. Well, oh, I, I mean, made that wish. Coming on for the past. I made that wish five minutes ago. Why hasn't it arrived? Well, but that's been coming on for the past ten years. You know exactly. Like bad I know. Diets, um, you know, twelve weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Life, and you know, yes. work with me for three weeks, and we'll transform yes. your life. And 
And when it comes to the spiritual journey and the wellness journey, sorry, no shortcuts. Uh, well, well, maybe there is a little bit of a shortcut compared to the journey I've been on and you've been on because now there's more teachers, there's more resources, there's a whole lot more uh, less stigma and there's a whole lot more acceptance. Um, so maybe you can get there quicker these days than, than we did or, or, or I did. But certainly, you know, I mean, this is our life. Well, this is our life. Um, I often look back and think, I think the teachers were there, but it's about were we ready to find them? And I think now a lot more people are ready to find them. Mm. A lot more people mm. are getting to a point quicker in life where they're like, there has to yes. be more than this external bullshit. Yeah. There has to be more within mm. me. Um, yes. But, you know, it's, it's definitely layered over with, we can do it in, well, I mean, I, you know, I work with clients for six months and would still say to them, yeah, this isn't the end. No. Like, this is a platform for you. No, exactly. And we're not fixing all your shit in here, but you have the tools to do it yourself. The tools. Exactly. And, and, it, and it's going to shift and it's going to, it's going to move and shift and change. You know, when life happens, then you get to test whether you've learned anything or not. Oh, you know? And you know what? And how's the universe though, right? You know how you go, I've totally got this, right? Exactly. And then the universe goes, show me. Let's exactly. Right, let's let's see and about it that. Presents you with something that you might yep. go, yep. God damn it. <laughs> I've still got a little bit in there. Yep. But, yeah. You know, and you know what it is with nines, especially that, that, that is especially true with, um, with the life path nine, because life path, uh, because the number nine is, uh, leads by example. So in order to do what she does, she's actually gone through it. Right. <laughs> And so whenever she makes a judgment or, or thinks she's learnt something, uh, and, and or, or in my case, I used to make judgments uh, in my the earlier part of my life. I still do now, but I'm nowhere near the uh, the, the judgy, the bitchy uh, that I was. Uh, like even, for example, when I was, uh, you know, the corporate high flyer, you know, 25, 26, I'd go to the shopping centre and, uh, and there'd be mums with babies and in prams. And, and my attitude would be, can you do this in your own time? Because like, it's my lunchtime. <laughs> and why are you in the way? Like mums can go shopping anytime, right? And then I became a mum. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> oh okay. Uh, okay. I used to do same thing to my sister-in-law on the phone, you know, where she'd be, because my nieces and nephews are older. And yes. And they're constantly getting disrupted. And in my brain, I never said it to her, but in my brain, I was like, can you not? What's going just... on? Can you? But it, then I had kids. Yes. And I remember calling her one day and saying, I'm <laughs> sorry. She I'm was, so sorry. Oh. She would have never known that I thought it, but I said, yes. I, every time I was like, Jesus. <laughs> and she goes, now you get it. And I'm like, oh now my you get God. It. Yeah. Yeah. I can't and even that's, and... all by myself. Yeah. Um, and that's what I, I love. love. Again, that's what I love. When you have that uh, foundation, that nothing is in the way, that everything's on the way. When you really are on a spiritual journey, then uh, I see in you, I see in you what's already in me or I see in you what's ready to be developed in me. Um, you know, if you have, I just found that having that spiritual foundation was liberating. I found that it really freed me from a lot of bullshit. When you're sitting in that, uh, you know, this is me and and that's you, then I'm judging about how you behave and, and what you do and when you do. And, and it's always about me and you and I never see I never see ways in which to learn and I just mm. sit in, I sit in all the negative emotions. But when I'm like, oh, when I see it, and, and that's how I've actually done all of my learning. I see things in others and I think, oh, I can be a bit like that. Oh, is that how that looks? Oh, is <gasps> that how? Oh, okay. You know, that's, that's actually how I've learned. I'm like, oh, I can do, I can be a little bit like that. That's a Ooh, soul practice. So when you're in soul, yeah. you'll suddenly be reflecting yeah. everyone and you yeah. see all it the time, like, all the time. And my son oh, and I are really good. Like. And it's hard to explain this to people. That doesn't mean that you're, we're all a work in progress. That doesn't mean I'm perfect. What it does mean the 20 year old Michelle compared to the 27 year old Michelle compared to the 57 year old Michelle, uh, that one would stay in her, you know, um, uh, in, in that energy of, of competitive comparison, blame, resentment, a whole like a whole lot longer. Whereas me now, I might still have a little outburst and then I'll go, oh, like I'll be in the car, I'll have a little road rage moment and I'll go, and that's how spiritual's done, Michelle. Good on you. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, when I have what my a spiritual moments, being like, oh, you yeah, are. Zen as fuck right now. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, right? Look, uh, yeah. Look, I even had yeah. to say to my kids this morning because I was cranky. Yeah. No particular reason why. Yeah. Um, and then I had to say to them, I can't actually connect. Define it. Yes. I can't have a conversation with you right now because I'm snippy and I yeah. don't want to be that way with you. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, okay, like yeah. at least that's that, that, that is that spiritual awareness that it gives you to be able yep. to say, this is yep. me. And then it's liberating. It's like, yeah, oh, okay. Suddenly everyone has a great morning and you're not being and an asshole. That's <laughs> right, right? And it's a good, and I think that's what's missing. I think these days that there's not enough of that self-reflection, that self-awareness that, oh, you know, honestly, and Dan Millman put this beautifully. Dan Millman, and I got that from one of his books as well. Uh, you know, if, if uh, out of what people say about you, if you kind of put it like this, you know, um, oh, gee, you're a bitch, Michelle. And instead of going, oh, rah, 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 well, you know what? Um, can I think of someone, someone who's had an experience with me that might think I am a bitch. There's somebody out there who doesn't like me. There's somebody out there who does think that I am everything that, um, you know, and then when you can see it like that, then you can kind of go, oh, okay, that's fine. And you don't get attached to uh, what others are thinking, saying, doing. It's liberating. Uh, Those moments are amazing when you can go, yeah, yeah, I probably am. Okay, anyway, we've probably like, gone right off track. Okay. I'm sorry about that, love. Yeah, that's okay. That's, that's come across to you and that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, I've absolutely adored this conversation. It's been beautiful. And I am going to have your links up to get connected. I want to get to the final three watts. But before then, how can people connect with you, Michelle? Uh, beautiful. So obviously come to uh, our wellness community, which is a group on uh, a, a beautiful uh, group on Facebook. We also have, I also have my page. So at Michelle Scott uh, on air on Facebook, uh, we have the wellness conversations uh, um, talk show every Tuesday, three to 4 PM on KC radio, 97.7 FM. And uh, we've got our wellnesscommunity.com.au website. And we actually also have the school as well. And I think that's .org. I think that's our yeah. wellnessschool.org um but if you go to our wellness community, they'll find us. Link. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. So there's final three what questions for you. <gasps> what is well-being to you? Oh, what is well-being? I think, oh, I can actually talk about, because I didn't bring it into any of that, uh, any of my <laughs> um, chat earlier. I can actually talk about PERMA. So in positive psychology, I loved how this uh, makes it really uh, brings it into a framework of simplicity. So well-being to me, if, if all of these areas were tick, 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 uh, we would experience that uh, that satisfaction, that fulfillment, like just to get to that content in life. Yeah. And uh, PERMA is positive, um, positive emotions, uh, positive emotions, engagement, relationships, meaning, and uh, and accomplishments. So accomplishments, uh, you know, goals, which give us which give us hope right? Goals which give us hope, that vision, having that vision for ourselves, meaning. We all have to find some meaning for ourselves in life. You know, relationships. Um, I never like to hear that they're a failure. I know that we say that, but, but you know, no relationship is ever a failure. We're always learning something about ourselves through connection with that uh, individual. Uh, engagement, you know, engagement is how do I engage with myself and, and others? So, um, there's so many, there's so much work you can do around that. So to me, you know, if it, well-being is, is, is me absolutely managing my emotions and not being managed by them, ah, it's yeah. absolutely having fulfilling relationships or, and, the, and I'm not saying perfection. Okay. If you have a fulfilling relationship, what that means is that you communicate, that you can resolve conflict. And if you can't, then obviously you have to move on from that. And if you've got meaning in your life and you've, and you've got some, 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 goals for yourself that energize you yeah. then that's that's how i feel well in life and that's how i like to help others feel well in I life i love it so what are your must do daily well-being practices oh a lovely return to yoga um thank you very much uh which which has wavered so i learned yoga self-taught at 25 um, and since then, you know, lots of, uh, lots of classes, lots of different teachers, um, love, love, love. If I'm doing that every day, that is awesome. I don't always do that every day. 
um, journaling. I don't always do that every day, but what I do do every single day is, is uh, mindfulness. Beautiful. So I, yeah, affirmations, how I talk, how I think, what I'm thinking about, what I'm talking about, why, following that train of thought, what am I feeling, why am I feeling, where am I feeling it? Um, so I feel like I have a really rich, yeah, I have a really yeah. rich inner life in that sense. I mm. love it. And so, I mean, it's kind of answered my last question, but I'm still going to ask it anyway. What impact does it have on your life? It's imperative, honestly. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's really imperative. As I said, you know, I've had a bit of a stint of not uh, paying attention to yoga and it's, and it really affected me. At the same time, you know, all of this stuff kind of went up. And then, you know, when, when your personal stuff goes up, um, your, your personal care can tend to go down. And um, and I do get affected. I'm, I'm very emotional and very heart-centered. So when things are getting me right uh, here, I tend, it tends to show up in my body. Yeah, yeah. And the very first thing I should be doing is paying attention to it. And, you know, another lesson learned for Michelle. Um, so when I'm not doing all these things, I get away with it for a year or two and then I go, Ugh. Um, yeah. so it's imperative. It's so important for me to, uh, um, and if I'm not, I, I can't even, I don't even know anymore what it's like to not have the mindset. Well, I, I do know what it's, I do know what it's like to sit in the negativity. I go into that every time I have a, another heartbreak in life. And every time I go into it, I'm reminded that that doesn't serve me. It doesn't matter if that person is or isn't, uh, that person's in the wrong or that's wrong or that's unfair or that's unjust or all of that stuff might be right, but it makes me very wrong. Uh, it ruins, it ruins everything for me. And the minute I go, right, pull your, <laughs> pull your big girl blouse up and, uh, and get back into your positive space, which is managing my hurts positively, managing my healing positively. And the minute I do that, by Jove, things change immediately for me. Oh, that is, I love that. Um, that's a beautiful way to finish the conversation today. I absolutely love it. So thank you so much for being here. It's been a beautiful conversation. Thank Thanks you. to everyone for sharing your time and watching. Um, please like and share and subscribe. And I'll see you next time on Connected Conversations. To connect with Michelle, head to her Facebook group, Our Wellness Community. To connect with me, head to emmamuir.com. Enjoy your day and thanks for sharing your time.